It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in to episode 484 of the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. I'm Radio Matt, station manager and a nerd culture missionary here at LTN. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo, the chief cohort and crazy, here to bring the facts and fire to your day, and I have a me problem. I have no coffee. <laughs> Today on the show, and other no nerdy things we don't understand. <laughs> Also on the show today, the worst milkshake flavor ever. But first, today is Thursday, May 26th, 2022, and we got some holidays to celebrate. It's my mama's birthday. Don't don't get into that again. It's you got in trouble last time you talked about your mother's birthday. It's my mama's birthday. Happy birthday. You can birthday find her at this address. To you. <laughs> Go in there and say hi to her. Happy birthday to you. Listen, I'm about to throw her under the bus. I don't even care. She, how old am I? I'm, I'll be 37. So. So what's before that? She's turning oh, okay. 56. <laughs> Is that right? If she's 19 years older than me and I'll be 37 in July. That's right. Yeah. She'll be 56. Yeah. Okay. Happy 56th birthday to my mom. If you are in the Jonesboro, Tennessee area, you can go to stop Food it, stop City. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> What? My goodness. How many people you think are listening that are in that enough, area? Enough. Nah. Enough. It's the nah. one time. They won't even know her name. <laughs> they'll just walk in and be like, Mo's mom. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't even call me Mo. So she'll just be like, who the heck is yelling for Mo's mom? <laughs> I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> that nice man. <laughs> I can't believe you told that nice man to shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what are the holidays, man? Oh, it's my mama's birthday. No, National, not a holiday. National Blueberry Cheesecake Day. <laughs> no. Not a fan of either of those things. Really? Yeah. Blueberry cheesecake is probably my favorite cheesecake. <sighs> Yet another way we are not alike. <laughs> Whatever. It's also National Paper Airplane Day. Down with some paper airplanes. Cool. Can you do a good one? Um, I mean, I can. I can do a fairly fairly good one. Okay. Fairly good one. I probably wouldn't win any like competitions or anything, but but you can keep one in the air for a little bit. Oh yeah, it's good enough mm-hmm. for me. Yep. And it is also National Sorry Day. Yep. Hey mom, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, but mom. happy birthday. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> for Mo <laughs> and her problems that she caused you. Oh. For 37 years. <laughs> 37 years worth of problems. I'm only claiming partial responsibility for the last few. But Sorry, Mom. Um, isn't it another thing? Oh, yes. And it is also <laughs> Ascension Day. I am sorry. Which I think is technically the, the final really day of sorry. Easter. I'm pretty I'm, sure. You know, actually, we're going to have a fact about it later. So. Oh, okay, okay. I'll, I'll leave it to you then. Yeah. Uh, leave it to me, Matt, okay? <laughs> a few weeks ago, we shared with you a special look at Tuesday Night Fresh's new host, Hudson, and the kind of content he's been coming up with. Today, I want to share with you about 80s Night, which is now also hosted, and this is currently hosted by me. Uh, I talk about some of the coolest stuff from the 80s. So here is a look at a recent show where I shared all about Pac-Man.
It's Radio Matt, host of 80s Night on LTN Radio every Thursday night at 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, just in case you missed last week's episode, here's what we talked about. The very first time I remember playing Pac-Man, it was actually on this very, very old handheld device that was kind of shaped like Pac-Man. It was like a yellow disc, roughly the size of a Frisbee, with a little like controls on the on the front where you held it and a little screen that kind of popped up. It almost looked like a UFO, like a yellow UFO with a black screen window there. And uh, it played very much like... Um, Oh, those old computers, you know, that were green and black. This was like blue and black. And it was a black screen with a blue outline and blue little Pac-Man and blue little ghosts. And they were very tiny and they were very hard to move. And it was like one, you know, it's like Game & Watch. Remember Game & Watches? Like those, you push one button and it would jump the cell over, but you couldn't like fluidly move, you know, like we know in the arcade versions of Pac-Man, you can fluidly move. This was a very push button for every like spot you had to move. It was, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a lot. It was a lot, but it was a very, very old game that my grandparents had. Uh, I can't even tell you how old it was. Uh, I just know that it was at least at least after the 80s, because that is when Pac-Man came out. Pac-Man came out in the arcade in May of 1980. And my goodness, what a showing that game had. Not only, not only is it considered to be one of the most influential video games of all time, but it established the maze chase game genre. It was the first video game that had power-ups. And uh, it was really, really uh, beyond its time by having essentially artificial intelligence baked into the game. Like it had these ghosts that would make their choices based on the player's actions. That's something that's unheard of at this time. And even now is still hard to be done. Well, Pac-Man is considered one of the first video games to have demonstrated the potential of characters in the medium. Uh, Its title character was the first original gaming mascot. It increased the appeal of video games with female audiences, and it was gaming's first broad licensing success. I mean... It even had cutscenes, guys. I don't I don't know if you understand how big of a deal Pac-Man really is when it comes to shaping the future of video games. It had cutscenes. The first game with cutscenes, with power-ups, with AI. I mean, these are all major players in every video game that we play now. Doesn't that just blow your mind? Did you know that Ms. Pac-Man actually started out as a mod? Like, this is not an official Namco game at all when it first comes out. Now, this is supposed to be Pac-Man's wife, the original character from the original game. Uh, However, it was not created by the creators of Pac-Man. It was created by General Computer. It was a modification kit for the original Pac-Man, and it was titled Crazy Auto. I don't know where that comes from. I'll have to do some more digging. However, due to previous legal action with Atari, General Computer was forced to present the project to Midway. Uh, the North American distributor of Pac-Man at the time, Midway purchased the project and enlisted General Computer to use the game as a basis for the sequel to Pac-Man. Quite a few names were thrown about for this final rendition that would officially come out from Midway. Uh, Super Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Mrs. Pac-Man, but they settled on Ms. Pac-Man because it was easier to pronounce. And there were quite a few differences to this game as opposed to the original Pac-Man. First of all, the game has four mazes that appear in different color schemes and alternate after each of the game's intermissions are seen. Three of the four mazes have two sets of warp tunnels as opposed to only one in the original 
resumes, the walls have a solid color rather than just an outline, which makes it easier for new players to see where the paths around the mazes are. The ghost's behavioral patterns are a bit different, including semi-random movement, which prevents the use of patterns to clear each round. Blinky and Pinky move randomly in the first several sections of each level, and Inky and Sue still use the same movement patterns from the previous game to their respective corners, so it makes it a little more tricky. Instead of appearing in the center of the maze, the fruits bounce randomly around the maze, entering and leaving through the warp tunnels, if not eaten. Once all the fruit has been encountered, they appear in random sequence for the rest of the game, uh, starting with the eighth round. A 5,000-point banana can be followed by a 100-point pair of cherries. The orange ghost is called Sue rather than Clyde. Her color was later changed to purple in Pac-Land to differentiate her. And when Mrs. Pac-Man makes contact with ghosts and dies, she spins around. Um, or as the back of the flyer says, she dramatically swoons and falls rather than folding in on herself like the original Pac-Man. Ms. Pac-Man has gotten quite a lot of accolades with a lot of people actually preferring this version to the original. In 2009, Game Informer magazine ranked Ms. Pac-Man number 10 on their list of the 200 best video games of all time. And then in 2016, Time magazine would rank the top 50 video games of all time and place Ms. Pac-Man at number 5. Pac-Man has been around for quite some time now. It's been a popular thing since the 80s, and it has been in this kind of cyclical resurgence. Every you know, few years, handful of years, it becomes popular again. And we get a new video game, we, we find it uh, in a new movie. I remember, you know, Pixels came out, and Pixels was not a fantastic movie. I'm sorry if you loved it. Adam Sandler is a very hit or miss kind of guy. But Pixels did have a few redeeming qualities. And one of that was the Pac-Man sequence, where Pac-Man, like, becomes the bad guy. It, it's a very fun moment where he's actually face-to-face -face with one of his creators. It's, it's, it's a real nerd culture kind of scene, and uh, pretty much the only thing I liked about that movie. But people have had Pac-Man fever since the game came out in the 80s. And speaking of Pac-Man fever, uh, Buckner and Garcia were two Atlanta-area songwriters in 1981, at the time recording TV jingles and other low-profile studio work. They were eating at a restaurant down the road and saw other diners swarming around a brand-new Pac-Man machine. The duo had never heard of the game before, and they waited their turn and played it themselves and ended up playing for two whole hours. And after that, they decided to write a novelty song about the game. Their manager shopped the song at radio stations nationwide, and no one wanted to play it. However, when they shopped it locally, Atlanta's WSTRFM decided to play it for fun on their morning show. The station was bombarded with calls from listeners who begged to hear it again and again, and this got the attention of CBS Records, as well as other stations across the country, and the single hit number nine on the U.S. Billboard charts in 1982. Pac-Man Fever went on to receive a gold certification for more than 1 million records sold by 1982, and by 2008, it had sold 2.5 million copies. In 1982 as well, Weird Al Yankovic recorded a parody of Taxman by the Beatles as Pac-Man. It went unreleased, however, until 2017 as a part of Squeezebox, the complete works of Weird Al Yankovic. And on July 20th, 2020, Gorillaz and Schoolboy Q released a track entitled Pac-Man as a part of Gorillaz's Song Machine series to commemorate the game's 40th anniversary, with a music video depicting the band's frontman, 2D, playing a Gorillaz-themed Pac-Man arcade game. And frankly, going over 40 years strong, there's just no way to deny the fact that Pac-Man is here to stay. Now that you're all caught up on what we talked about last week, make sure you join me next week for the next 80s night, this coming Thursday, 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Two chances to listen only on LTN Radio.
hope you enjoyed that spotlight on 80s night. Check it out this Thursday night at 6 p.m. Eastern time with an encore at 10 p.m. where I'll bring you some more 80s awesomeness in between the best 80s music from the Christian and mainstream charts. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day. Stick around. This week in Nerd History, how could we rave without them? Nerd History. What is the one thing that makes a dance party, a laser tag game, or a haunted house super fun? Well, it could only be the black light. Created by William H. Byler in 1935, the black light is actually invisible ultraviolet or infrared radiation that causes fluorescent materials to emit visible light. Ultraviolet light is above the spectrum of visible light that our eyes can process. When objects appear to glow under the light, there are substances that are emitting light in response to radiation. These are phosphors, and they're what make normal things like teeth and white t-shirts glow in the dark. And yes, I did say it was radiation, but black lights are what's known as UVA lights, which emit the longest wavelength, lowest energy kind of UV radiation, and the kind that is the least harmful. In fact, it's the UVB and UVC rays you need to worry about, as they can cause skin burns and skin cancer. And you're exposed to them far more often than you are black lights, because they also come from the sun itself. UVB lights are often used in forensics because this kind of UV light will reveal certain human fluids at a crime scene. UVC lights are often used to kill germs for sterilization and water purification purposes. But it's the UVA that takes the crown for being just plain fun, and it has held that title ever since it was first sold commercially on May 27, 1961. Now, who's up for some laser tag? I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And hey, make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for at the Back Row LTN and connect with us. Now it's time for Mo's Fact of the Day. The Christian holiday of Ascension Day, also known as the Feast of Ascension, celebrates when Jesus ascended to heaven. This feast is one of the, what is that word right there? Ecumenical. Ecumenical. Good job. Thanks. Feasts of Christian churches, along with the celebration of the Passion, Easter, and Pentecost. uh, Yeah. Ascension Day is generally observed on a Thursday, the 40th day after Easter. Feasts of Ascension sounds like a sci-fi thing. It really does. (laughs) It is the Feast of Ascension (sighs) here on Planet Romulax. You know, maybe that's something that I could say I don't understand about nerds. You know, like Christian nerds, they Mm. have all these weird words. like Bible scholar nerds. Yeah, like, really, guys? We couldn't couldn't come up with something... A little more easy to understand. Now it's time for SSA News before Mo offends somebody. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm sure I already have. We're going to share a weird news story with you and build a white answer card for a future Sunday School Answers pack. All right, Mo. I really probably did offend somebody, didn't I? You thought I couldn't top yesterday's story about the... uh... Hold on. Let me take a sip... What the heck? <laughs> You're pre- don't pre-read. You're not allowed to pre-read. Well, then don't put it Here on my... This, Arby's, Arby's fast food restaurant manager in Vancouver accused of urinating into milkshake mix. Never mind. Never mind. A manager at an Arby's fast food restaurant in Washington State has been accused of urinating into a milkshake mix that might have been used to serve dozens of people. Police in Vancouver, just across the Columbia River from Portland, Oregon, said that they uncovered footage of the 29-year-old man peeing into a bag of milkshake mix as they were uh, executing a search warrant on his phone as part of something entirely worse. I don't know why that's not the uh, focus of the story, but anyway, we're not going to get into all of that. 
But according to a probable cause affidavit filed in Clark County Superior Court, the video's metadata showed it was recorded on October 30th at an Arby's in Vancouver's Mill Plain neighborhood. The manager acknowledged to investigators that he urinated in the milkshake mix bag at least twice, but said he was almost sure he threw the bag out. Almost sure. (laughs) He said that he was working alone in the restaurant that night. Uh, He told detectives that if he didn't throw the bag away, it would have been added to the other mix by the next shift and served to customers. Uh, Another manager at the Arby's told detectives the restaurant sold at least one ice cream float and about 30 to 40 milkshakes that day, court records said. Uh, in an email to the Colombian Vancouver Police Sergeant Julie Balu uh, said, investigators had no evidence that Arby's or its franchise owner was aware of the man's abhorrent actions. Uh, Clark County Public Health Director Dr. Alan Melnick told the newspaper there's no significant health rest- risk to consuming a drink contaminated with urine. There's no significant. <laughs> so don't worry about it. It's just, <laughs> it's just a pee pee. They ain't no hurt by nobody. So. I mean, never mind. (laughs) So that brings us to today's white answer card. The answer card we'll be adding to our future expansion deck of Sunday School Answers is a pee-pee milkshake. (laughs) This has been SSA News, sponsored by (laughs) BackRowGames.com. That was so funny hearing you say it. It was funnier than I expected. (laughs) All right, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we dive into our main topic. Stick around. Like any awesome ministry, our existence partially relies on amazing people partnering with us financially. As the chief radio nerd and a nerd culture missionary, I have the honor of running LTN Radio, curating the music, planning out the schedule, editing several podcasts and specials, video editing, running the YouTube channel, the LTN Radio Twitch channel, being a part of the social media team, and of course, co-hosting the Back Row Morning Show four days a week. And all of this to share the love of Jesus with nerds and nerd culture. And while I do this, I'm looking for people to join my support team to help me take care of my family financially at the same time, as well as help fund any trips and tech upgrades that come throughout the year. If you're willing to learn more, please visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat, or even reach out to me directly with any questions you might have. But even if you can't help me financially, I also covet your prayers for me and for all of Love Thy Nerd. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember that we air our full morning shows first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our four full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Or don't. We're not your parents, and we won't be mad. Just disappointed. So this week, Mo and I have been sharing with you some of the areas of nerd culture that we just don't understand, and we've attempted to get more knowledgeable about them. Today, we are welcoming some of our Discord buds to share some parts of nerd culture that they struggle to understand, and would, well, you know, at least kind of like to learn more about it. Uh, we might not actually get to that point today, but it's important to acknowledge that, you know, not all nerds are the same flavor of nerd, and and that's okay, but it's also important to be open-minded and, you know, be willing to learn and not just write people off as weirdos or something like that. So, do we all understand the rules? <laughs> yeah. Be Understood. kind. Do you want Look, just that's what my shirt says. Can we have multiple? Yeah, you can have multiple. Um, okay, so cool. we've got Tad, we've got KY, and uh, for the first time, we've got Art C in our chat today. How are y'all three doing today? Fabulous. <laughs> Somebody say bad? I think not bad. Oh, not bad. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we're Uh, not having our discussion anymore. We're just gonna we're gonna talk. Let's rally around. Why are you sad? Why are you sad? What's wrong? Okay. Um, So, Tad, you seem to be jumping at the bit. You have things to share. So, share with me. uh, Yeah, sure. Some nerdy culture Uh, things. Jumping, Tad. 
<laughs> jump in, Ted. Uh, night fishing. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I I love playing soccer, but I don't understand this. I don't understand sport nerds. So, uh, like football or anything like that. Like okay. they start rattling off like athletes and their statistics and stuff and my eyes just glaze over <laughs> like i think it's really cool that you're super into that um and like i kind of get it because i really like league of legends and so and i like pro players in league of legends so i can kind of rattle off pro player stats but not the extent like they do and i did fantasy football last year and holy cow, I tried to be part of those conversations, <laughs> and uh, I I mad lost mad on fantasy lost. football. <laughs> yeah, jumping into fantasy football when you're not a sports nerd is like jumping into a foreign country that you don't speak the language. <laughs> I honestly yeah, I think jumping Canadian. into a foreign country where you don't speak the language... Sorry, is easier than jumping into fantasy football when you don't have a mind for statistics. Mm. Because I love I, football. I love football, but I do not have a mind for statistics. Whereas Topher, it, it, one of the things that I both love and kind of despise about my kid is he <laughs> has like a, a rain man mind almost. <laughs> he can remember all the players and the years and the this and the that and the blah, 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 blah to where it's not fun to watch football with him <laughs> because he's looking at it like a math problem. <laughs> I didn't come here to learn, yeah. Dexter. But he's like, he's already got the game all figured out and who's going to win and how it's going to happen and how they're going to win because he knows all the statistics of wow. everything. Yeah. So I finally got to the point with my fantasy football league last year, <laughs> fantasy football team. And I was like, you now have two teams. You get to play my team and your team because I'm not going up against you anymore. <laughs> yeah. What I really appreci appreciated about playing fantasy football is getting to know the teams and like, oh, wow, these guys didn't do well last year, but they are doing really well this year. And I was able to make new connections with people. And share Jesus with with those people because I I was making those football connections and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. one of my three. All right. What are your three? All right. Well, we'll go. We'll go in a round here. Ky, do you have one for us? Okay, so I do, um, sort of, and I'm super sad Brother Mod's not here because I know he would sigh heavily at me. <laughs> but um, so Final <laughs> Fantasy is mine. And so on the surface, like just the, the name alone, I'm like, oh, that should totally be my thing. I love fantasy novels. All my kids are named after fantasy. I love all sorts of fantasy stuff. And um, so, and I do enjoy video games. Obviously I'm playing one right now. And so, um, but every time I watch people play it, like streamers and stuff like Frost and, um, you know, just, well, anyone who play, tries to play Final Fantasy, it's so overwhelming. Like, it's so overwhelming. And this may just be my ADHD. I don't know. But it's like, I want it to be adventure because of the name Final Fantasy. And I love Legend of Zelda. So I think that's kind of what I expected it to be like. But every time I've ever watched somebody play it, it's like they're in this giant battle but there's like 16 different battles going on around them that are other people that they're not fighting against or with and <laughs> then they're like charging up spells and they're using weapons but then it's like having to keep track of a, a bunch of different things and then but they're just fighting all the time and then sometimes they run around a little bit and then it's just fighting all the time and so I don't know if I've just caught it at the wrong point in the game every single time I've tried to watch somebody play it and that's not the whole game but it's very overwhelming and I don't see a lot of like what I expected. So, but the people <laughs> who are, who love it are people where I'm like, Oh, I would think I would like that yeah. thing that they like, but I just, I have not been able to connect with it. See, I'm, I'm like that with pretty much all of fantasy like stuff, whether it be video games or movies or books or anything, I can't get into it. Anything with, dragons or you know medieval-esque or magic and stuff like this i just it doesn't 
I don't understand the appeal. I've never been drawn in by this stuff. Uh, so like that that extends to like Legend of Zelda. Everybody I know loves <laughs> Legend of Zelda. I have owned three or four different Legend of Zelda games. I have played them all total maybe four hours. I can't I cannot get into it enough to where I care about <laughs> about this genre. Uh, I think the only thing that I even kind of liked in the genre was the Chronicle of Narnia, Chronicles of Narnia books and a couple mm-hmm. of the movies. But even then, it was kind of like a one-and-done thing. Like, uh, those were good. I'm never going to read them again. <laughs> and, like, I, I do not like Lord of the Rings. I know I'm wrong for that. I just don't. <laughs> Mo hates that I don't like Lord of the Rings. Everybody I know hates that I don't like Lord of the Rings. Harry Potter, another thing. Just can't. I don't. I just not. A, I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. I think, and I feel the same way. I do... I do like Chronicles of Narnia. I do like Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings. I love The Hobbit. Anyway, but when it comes to like playing a fantasy game, I think it's different than watching a fantasy movie or reading a fantasy series because everything in me, like instinctually, I want I want it to make sense. And in fantasy, things don't make sense. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like things that look like what they look like in real life don't do what they do in real life. And so I have to like retrain my brain that, oh, okay, this isn't a, this isn't a horse or this isn't anyway, it just, it doesn't make sense. And so I can't retrain my brain to process that it's a fantasy game. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's give Artsy the floor here. Artsy, is there something in nerd culture that you just struggle to understand? For me, it's the uh, Pops figures. I don't understand oh. it. It looks so ugly. <laughs> oh. oh. That's awesome. Oh. Shots fired. That's in my heart right Shots. there. You're allowed to say that. It's okay. Fired. I just, I just don't get it. I mean, there's the, the, the one that makes them look like faces. I just don't like it. But if it's like a, a mask or something, I mean, those are cool. I mean, I have the Boba Fett one. So you just don't I like you don't like the chibi face that they use, exactly. essentially. So as long as they can obscure that, it's okay. But you don't like yeah. that it's stuck in that design. I get it. I've actually I've actually had that conversation with quite a few people that just don't like the chibi style uh, that they've chosen. It's I mean, <laughs> uh, I have. A lot of them, so I obviously really like them. That's, but that's I, an understatement. I get it. You I do? Get, I get that there are going to be people out there. See, this is how people get. This is, and this is why we're having this conversation. This is how people. Uh... My heart hurts. <laughs> My heart legitimately hurts uh, right Star now. Star Ranger, thank you for that follow. Um, but this, I mean, this is the reason <laughs> nerd culture uh, in general, you know. We all want to be supportive of each other and that everybody likes everything, but uh, it's it's going to come up that there are things that someone really loves and is and has uh, uh, a whole lot of devotion to, and you just don't like it. And you don't want to be offensive, but even just to some people just saying you don't like it, it, emo- it evokes an emotional response, just like we are feeling right now. <laughs> and that's nothing on Artsy or anything like that, because there's quite a few people that don't see the appeal. Um, but I'll, I will say, even just bouncing off of that, I don't understand the people that collect pops and keep them all in the boxes. Like you're buying yeah. toys, let them out of the let them out of the box. You say it a let little bit breathe. louder for the people breathe. in the back. <laughs> say it louder for the people in the back. Tad, <laughs> uh, what's your next one? Uh, people who are really into sitcoms, specifically The Office. Get the heck out! Oh, sorry, I'm hold on, I hold on, hold on. guys. Always in a How perpetual inside joke. <laughs> And it drives me nuts. The pretzel joke? Is that what you said? No, no. You guys are in a perpetual, oh, a perpetual inside, inside joke. joke. Oh, Listen, we're not saying that you can't come into the inside. You just got to watch the show. Yeah, I-, I have to catch up and watch something that I don't like. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, 
and it's and it's such a niche group and like if you don't get it you're never going to get it yeah. and it's like it's not okay that you don't get it and if you voice that you don't get it then you are just a, a heathen and a, like i love okay. inside jokes hope to be a part of one someday <laughs> He hasn't seen that show. That's what we're talking about. Exactly. So I, I love you guys. So you've never, you've never enjoyed sitcoms, huh? I've enjoyed a third, uh, third rock rock? from the sun. Yeah. Third rock from the sun. Big Bang Theory. Um, Oh no. Let's see. Uh, uh, home improvement. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. See, I like you again. Home improvement is is the goat man. That's a fantastic yeah. yes. show. Yeah. So, like, I I like some sitcoms, but the really popular ones like Parks and Rec. Uh, oh, Parks and Rec oh. is good. It's oh. good. Yeah. I just I never get into those because it's just not my humor. But then everyone shares the humor in it. Dad. And it's like, I can't follow. Okay, but here's the thing, Ted. I am not an Office fan. Everybody in my life is an Office fan. Everybody. They all love it, think it's hysterical. Every time that anybody quotes it, I'm like, (laughs) awful. (laughs) Um, But Parks and Rec is a totally different type of humor than The Office. Not It really is. It really is. I cannot handle The Office. I have a a line, and The Office Mm -hmm. crosses that line for me every single time. Parks and Rec, I... Money, please. That didn't happen till the end. Oh, I love it. I love it. Friends, friends, because Friends has become a few memes, and so has Office. So the Friends ones, I kind of get to understand more than the, the Office ones, just because Office, it's so, like, out of the blue or out of left field. Um, where the humor comes from, but like friends, you know, pivot, pivot, uh-huh. like you get it. Yeah, it, there's there's something connected to everybody it. Everybody needs there's to a pivot, couch, and you're like, oh, I get it. I can I'm look at the, the picture and go, I get what's happening here. But you've never worked in an office, but you've owned a couch. Because the office is not a realistic (laughs) office environment. There is nothing realistic about the office. I feel like it was the most realistic. When was the last time you worked in an office on TV? Every every day that I've worked in an office, it was exactly like the office. (laughs) You're about to knock over. Almost knocked our whole. Almost flipped the table. (laughs) So angry. Uh, (laughs) Ky, do you have another one? I do. The other one I was going to say is Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, (laughs) so we have tried watching it several times, and maybe it's just because we couldn't get past the first couple few episodes, but it just, it felt, every time we tried, even years apart, it felt like it was written a making fun of nerds and not by nerds making fun of nerds, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so we could not get past that. And again, I totally understand needing to watch more to get it because we are office fans and Parks and Rec fans. And you have to get past the first season and (sighs) kind of forget like the last couple with the office to to really fully enjoy it and hey, the last couple so, had, a, had a few endearing moments. you got to get past the first season and don't watch the last couple but well, right, exactly. Exactly. it's, it's, it's kind of the same with doctor who it's kind of the same with doctor who though like you gotta just skip that first season the, since the reboot and these last couple seasons you don't really need no. to watch but the <laughs> but the ones no, you can watch really the first good. season though of that, doctor who that would be my a lot of people can't that was like the one thing that I could think of that I didn't understand was Doctor Who. Yeah, that's that's fair. I yeah, love oh, Doctor we can Who. have a conversation sometime if you want, Mo. Okay, she's yeah. had it many times with me. <laughs> <laughs> because eleventh well, hour, eleventh <laughs> hour, Mo needs to eleventh yeah. hour. So Doctor Who, I totally get because there's so much history before the reboot, yeah. and they take that history and incorporate it in. So if you're not till these last like, couple privy seasons. to that. Uh, stuff then yeah it takes a whole season for you to like oh Daleks yeah I get it now exterminate (laughs) it's the whole thing oh Daleks (laughs) (laughs) 
I think I, we need I to hear from Archie. Hold on. I think I watched like seven seasons of Big Bang Theory. Uh, all of it kind of passively, you know, where it's just playing in the background. And I think the only reason that I stuck with it is because it was like the only nerdy-esque show that their main comics and like superhero focus was DC Comics, which I'm a DC boy instead of a Marvel boy. And I think that's the only reason that I stuck with it. You're a dude. Because there were more DC boy. Comics references. <laughs> okay. I do have one question. KY, did you watch Young Sheldon? Ooh. What? No, why would I do that if I didn't enjoy Big Bang Theory? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I do not like Big Bang Theory. I love Young Sheldon. Why would I put myself I love Young Sheldon. And I honestly kind of think that you would, too. I really do. Totally, the only correlation is that it's Sheldon. Stop processing. There's no yeah. <laughs> crossover between Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon other than it's Sheldon. That's it. <laughs> All right, Art C. Do you have another one? <laughs> I'm like kicking. Yeah, well, we could go back to the uh, the pops thing about opening it and not opening it. Oh, okay. I don't understand why there's a big thing with action figures not being opened that have to stay mint mm, on yeah. the car and everything. Like, I mean, I, I get never, it. I like get it for said, a few specific things. Like, I understand there's there's some things that yeah, this is definitely going to be worth more money in the future, and um, like even with the pop figures, like. Yeah, there have been some that have been worth a ton of money, and they're worth more if they're still in the box. Um, but yeah, for for unless you're that kind of weird diehard collector that's only in it to make money, just let them breathe, man. Let them ha take them out, let them have fun, pose them, take pictures, do whatever you got to do. So, so my fiance always says, "Let them breathe." Yeah, take them out. That's uh, I first heard I first heard that phrase from uh, Matt Cardona. Uh, who was Zack Ryder in WWE, but he has like a whole podcast called the, I think of the major wrestling figures, something like that podcast where they have just gone out to Toys R Us's and collectors and all this. And they just buy all these stuff. And then they always open them. He's always like, let them breathe. And they rip them open right there in the store. And sometimes you see people just having like a heart attack that they're opening the packages. I'm like, man, just you know, have fun. Life's short. Life's too well, short to not play with your toys. <laughs> it's going to be harder now that uh, Hasbro has decided to remove all plastic coverings from all figures. So they're not just going to be cards, just cardboard boxes. How, oh, really? Yep. How will you? Are, you know, arguably the like the a shoebox Star Wars. Like, how will you see the? Will it have? Will it, it's just an image on the box now instead of what? actually seeing the figure. Really? Huh. I mean, I, I mean, I, I understand environmentally that's probably good, but what? Yeah. <laughs> it seems wrong. <laughs> it does. That seems well, like here's. I gonna say a lot universe. of the argument is if you go to the store now, people can take the thing home, take the toy out of the box, put something else in it, return it to the store, and then you buy it, and there's like a mm. Barbie doll in there or something. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's interesting. I haven't heard that. I'm gonna have to look that up. <sighs> All right, Tad, you said you had one more. Yeah. Um, so uh, the. Not if you dare. to get into a lot of it, but the the furry community just okay. I yeah. So we t we I don't know. We've talked about that uh, yesterday, and yeah, that's one oh, of the sweet. harder ones. I bet. Yeah. Um, um, like I'm I'm a brony, so I totally get like having a very odd thing to like and be <laughs> a part of. Um. So. I totally get that aspect and like fun colors and stuff like that, but um, I don't know what they're about, and it's really hard to like get to know what they're all about because it's very closed as well. Yeah, well, uh, maybe not intentionally, but we talked about um, in our in our discussion for for yesterday's show, our main discussion. We talked about how it's. Um, a large part of the reason why that community is kind of misunderstood is the fact that most TV shows that have ever depicted them have depicted them in just a sexual manner. Like yeah. it's like it's some and, sort of like weird. Redheads. Yeah, yeah. But like mm. it's some sort of weird just it's just a sex thing. And in reality it's 
it's about the the amount the percentage of people that are doing it for weird sex reasons is about the same as people doing anything on the planet uh, for that reason. Yeah. It's not any any really really any different. And there's a there's a but you are right that it is largely a closed off community, and that's kind of because a lot of the people that are in this community already have kind of issues with their own identity, and they feel like they have been heard in the past one way or another and so they really kind of only trust themselves <laughs> which yeah, and i mean emotionally you could understand yeah and that's the same thing with the brony community is like a lot of people in that community face a lot of uh self-confidence and self-image and can't uh, and love the acceptance of others that love this show type of thing and yeah. so i totally get that and having that anonymity and being able to be a character i totally get that's why i got into acting like and why i had a mask throughout you know school was was for those reasons so yeah i'd love to get to know them more just so i can know how to like connect with them i do know there is at least one or two articles on lovethynerd.com they're older articles are a few years old at this point but they're pretty good at explaining kind of what the community is like if you want to go check cool. those out at lovethynerd.com just search for that category uh KY... under their article page yeah. <laughs> uh ky or artsy did y'all have any more to add to it just uh about the fantasy I did pretty good, not really knowing too much about sports, but I, I kind of cheated. That's what the internet's for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did win my league, so. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I did not. <laughs> KY, what about you? I am sure there are other things I don't understand, but it's not, I don't know. I, no, nothing burning. Nothing burning. Nothing burning in my soul. Mo, yeah. Do you have any more to add, Mo? I have one more. Uh, add yours. Okay. Say yours. Um, I don't know if this technically qualifies as nerdy or not, but I know that people nerd out about it. I mean, technically anything can be nerdy if you nerd out about it. But mm. there, the um, the group of people that are into like the slasher horror movies mm, yeah, with tons of tons of gore and gross stuff. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't understand. I don't understand yeah. how you get to liking that stuff. Like I, I it's always grossed me out. Like I have never been entertained by a movie of this caliber. I've seen a few of them. My brothers made me force me to watch movies like this when I was a kid, which probably is part of the reason I don't like them. Mm -hmm. But like, I've, I, I like the Scream movies because they're funny, but there's also some slightly gross stuff that I don't watch. <laughs> I turn my head. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to look at this part. Uh, I So, I mean, that's my limit already right there. But, like, the, the things that are out there, like, you know, Human Centipede and even some of the later Saw movies and things, like, I don't get it. I don't get it. No, no. Mm-mm. So you're in that boat too, KY? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I wasn't going to say anything because I, I didn't know if that, for me personally, would cross the judgy line. Um, yeah, because I, mean, I, I really, yeah. I, I can't, I struggle to reconcile Yes. with that. Yeah. But a lot of people that I respect very, very deeply enjoy those things and, and consume I, them regularly. Yeah. And so that's, uh, yeah, but it's, it is something that I, I don't understand and i know uh, that there are some i don't understand i know there are some series and movies out there of this genre that have like redeeming qualities when it comes to at least the message or whatever that they're they're putting into the movie i just feel like it's too distracting from it to get it in most cases but there's actually a plethora more that are just like just gore fests just not has no real redeeming quality to it and those ones i just don't understand i don't understand who the audience is <laughs> the fiance yeah, okay. yeah yeah i don't i mean i and i'm not saying that any of them are 
you know, bad again, we're not trying to crap on anything, but I just, I don't, just I don't great. know how to, that's, that's where Christians are allowed to do that ever since it happened on Hey Arnold. Well, um, I think, okay. So with horror films, it's like roller coasters. Say it or do it. Either you hate them or you love them. Yeah. And it's because of that thrilling feel. Like there is a feeling of endangerment that you get from horror films and well, then then you get cynical about horror films afterwards. Yeah. So you're not about the, the thrill anymore, but how people are gonna die. And so uh yeah, you get a kick out of like uh my mom watches like hours of crime shows and part of it is because she's a nurse so she loves seeing like the inside of body parts <laughs> and then being able to see yeah exactly like i'm squeamish My mom's so i try to way. watch with her and i'm like Ugh. and she's like what's wrong with you it's just intestines. I'm my, like, yeah, yeah, on the on my, the my road. mom would watch like the surgery reality shows. Yeah. And it's, it's just gross. showing them picking up guts and setting them on the table. I'm like, why do you watch why? this? That's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm sitting there, uh, I'm sitting there twelve years old trying not to vomit before school. Like, yeah. come on, at least wait till I'm gone. This is awful. Yeah, but she'd rather watch horror movies than like an anime or animated movie like Pixar. Really? See that? Yeah, wow. I would love to have a conversation with somebody who's who's got that kind of taste because it's just it's it's very interesting to me how how vastly different uh, taste can be in that kind of genre. Like I like thrillers. But there's a definite difference. There's a definite difference between a thriller movie and just a, a gory horror movie. Mm -hmm. uh, they all have some of the same elements, but a thriller is more. They're there to kind of scare you, <laughs> but this is there to gross you out. And I just don't. I, I, yeah, I can't I get there. <laughs> See, and I even think that there's a huge difference between like a horror movie and a yeah. gore movie yeah yes. i'm sure it gets exponentially worse yeah yeah, yeah i love up. i love horror movies and like psychological horrors but yeah gore movies like the saw and stuff i'm like nope sorry no nope. first one was great first saw movie was great but then they just had to keep up in the ante with the disgusting stuff no, no See, hard and i yeah. i don't know there's final uh, destiny destination oh yeah yeah, yeah. I like that one was kind of a comedy movies. series though no. too, wasn't it? No, it wasn't like no. Scream. It wasn't funny. Final Destination. No, oh, okay. well, like it, <laughs> the way the, so the way some the... of the ridiculous deaths are funny because well, that's what I thought. Ridiculous. Yeah, I guess no, that's why I, I thought. But now I don't trust logging trucks Thank because you. of Final Destination. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or logging rebar and tanning beds. Don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just because of the previews I saw, it was always just goofy ways to die, and I thought, okay, this must be no. along the Scream lines. No. Wow, that's interesting. I've never you seen it. You have to watch them. Well, no, I, don't I definitely don't watch them now. No. Yeah, yeah. Somebody cool please back me up and tell Matt he has to watch the Final Destination movies. Why? At least no. at least one of them. They're not... Just at least one. Nobody has to do anything. <laughs> Thank you, KY. They're not I knew you'd be on my side. I, I'm going I'm to throw it under the, you know, like not everything is good for everybody category <laughs> as far as scripture goes. Because really like, we, we know, but we, uh, how about tra traumaing it? What, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. Matt watches the Purge movies. Oh, I've yeah. Oh. I mean, and if he can yes. watch the Purge movies, then he those. can watch Final Destination. But I also do the yeah. same thing I do with the Scream movies, and I turn my head at the parts where people are getting stabbed or whatever. I just like the idea behind the Purge movies. I like the idea. Behind just like the ready. idea of people I'm getting ready. stabbed. That's I'm all. ready. We're ready for the Purge. <laughs> Never watched them. <laughs> They're not bad. Like the storytelling is pretty good, but um. That's 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 the key. If I'm gonna get into anything, I need. So, is there a good story behind the Final Destination movies? Yes. What's the story? That you have a Final no. Destination, <laughs> and uh, well, your death the, is 
coming. It just seems like yeah. the, 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 the more adult. Yeah, it seems like the more adult version of Dumb Ways to Die. Dumb Ways to Die. It's not. There, okay, so there's not a strong story. Tad, help me it, out. It, it, it plays the long game. So the the strong story is in throughout the six movies but like if you just watch one of them you're you're probably not going to get the, the strong story all right well then Dad, it's settled I said no. there you go. just watch Help me what did you say artsy watch the conjuring that's conjuring? my kind of movie oh conjuring. my gosh so what's that one about no okay so that's where my line is my line is when it comes to like spirits and things uh, that's mm. That's where I like m- my spirit kind of goes, whoa, this is too much. You need to back off, you know. Um, but again, I, I can um, watch gore and I can watch blood and I can watch. I, in high, it doesn't bother me. In high school. Spirits bother me. My wife, then girlfriend and I were invited over to a friend's house. Bubba was there, too. Bubba and his girlfriend. Uh, and it was there. It was his girlfriend's older sister's house. They're like, come on over, we'll watch some movies. They're like, awesome. And so we watched, there were two movies on the dock. And the first one was What Lies Beneath mm-hmm. with Harrison Ford, which is kind of a scary, yeah. but not like uber scary, just kind of, you know, a little Isn't, minor thriller kind of thing. Is it? Yeah, is that M. Nice. Night Shyamalan? What I don't lies remember. Beneath? I don't remember who did it. Anyway. Uh, no. No? Okay. Anyway, it was, it was good. I liked it. Then they put the second one on, and it was called Event Horizon. And I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but it's about how they're like trying to figure out how to travel across space super fast. And the way they figure out to do that is like folding space to where point A and point B are actually touching. So it's like an inter, it's like an instant crossing of, you know, millions of light years. And they do this and accidentally open a portal to hell on the spaceship. It is Uh. the scariest thing I ever saw as a teenager and I and Daedra as well and we both just sat there cradling each other as everybody else in the room was having the time of their lives watching this gory demon filled terrifying movie <laughs> and his wife never slept after that point uh, right. yeah she can, no was- honestly dude since then even sh- she can't even watch like psych before bed because someone dies in it now like and she'll have oh, nightmares. Like it did oh. cause her to have nightmares for the rest of her life. <laughs> what lies beneath was a Robert Zemeckis film. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. I've watched that one again since then because that was a really good movie. Hmm. Wow. Well, I think we drove. I think we. Yeah, don't. <laughs> we apparently. The moral of the story. We drove that one into the ground. We there. apparently need to have yeah. an entire show where we just discuss different Scary movies. movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. guys, hey, this was a fantastic conversation. Thank you all so much for joining us. Yes. It was fun. Thank you. We love y'all. Tad, KY, and Artsy, thank you for your first time joining us. Hope you'll join us again for future discussions. We usually do one every week. KY, right. enjoy your night fishing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm actually trying to uh, nab a scorpion right now before ooh, it kills ooh. me. Don't so, let it grab thank you. you. Isn't it nice <laughs> that once they stab you, they at least carry you back to the front of your house? That, I think it's guilt. <laughs> it's guilt. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Love you guys. Love you. Love you too. Thank you guys. <laughs> oh, fantastic discussion. That was good. <sighs> you think of our topic this week? Is there something we got wrong? Something we forgot? We would love for you to give us an earful. Join us at backrowdiscord.com and message us in the Respond to Show channel. Message us on the socials at the Backrow LTN or leave us a voicemail by calling 575-562-8052. What's up, nerd? Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Tune in to LTN Radio for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie 24-7. Not to mention a whole network of podcasts, shows, specials, and shorts. 
many of which air on LTN Radio before they're available anywhere else. Join us at LTNOnAir.com to see our schedule, stream our station, and download our app. LTN Radio. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Mo. And I'm Radio Matt. Before we go, we're going to answer an Ask Us Anything question from Twitch. Today's question comes from our friend Tad, and he asks, If you could adopt one of the Twitch members, age doesn't matter, who <laughs> and why? Um, that's a good question. <sighs> who do I think would drive me the least amount of crazy. <laughs> um, I feel like it would have to be KY, even though she's older than both of us. Because <laughs> KY seems like the kind of person who, even as a child, was like very well put together, very creative, very kind hearted, and didn't cause a whole lot of problems. <laughs> I might be wrong. Can I tell you a story about KY? <laughs> This is probably, you know how like you meet people, quote unquote, meet people, um, and you kind of think that you know their personality Mm -hmm. until you actually meet them. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. This is what I love about KY. She sat across from me at this breakfast place, right? This restaurant. It wasn't just a breakfast place, but at a restaurant. And while we're having conversation, she is balling up tiny pieces of straw paper and throwing them from our table across the walkway to the table where our boys were sitting. (laughs) And she was just, I mean, just chucking them the entire time. The entire, she had to be told to stop throwing. straw paper and so that was just one of those things where because you do kind of have this like idea that KY is like you said very well put together and very creative but (laughs) (laughs) she didn't get caught she said (laughs) Um, but just like a mother hen and in the best kind of ways Mm -hmm. you know loving and kind and well mannered (laughs) she's also got a mystery side yes I love that about her so anyway yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my pick. Is that your um, pick? I'm, I think I'm probably... Would you adopt Tad? <laughs> I'm probably going to have to pick Toffee. He's your kid. <laughs> you can't adopt your own kid. Bet. He needs a new I'm mom. Probably... <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't think you understood the question. <laughs> He wrote a four-page paper for his GT class on it. The uh, <coughs> the lore of FNAF. No, I don't know. Is what he's talking about there. I don't know who I would adopt. <laughs> I really don't. I. Um, yeah, I picked a name. You got to pick a name. You can't just not pick a name. You can't just not answer the question. Why can't I adopt everybody? <laughs> <laughs> I love you all equally. I don't like this question. <laughs> Are you afraid you're going to hurt me. feelings? It's okay. Are you afraid you're going to hurt people's feelings? Okay. I I don't like this. It's like making Why? me pick. Sophie's choice. <laughs> our our original people aren't even here anymore. Like, they're not even, like, Silver and Thray. Silver was never really here all the and time. And Oriole and Lark. Like, they don't even come anymore. Lark's so. been coming. Oriole comes when he can. There would have been a time Lark when I would have said... Earlier. I would have said Oriole, but... <laughs> but forget him. No. I mean, no, I don't Oriole's think fine. it's any surprise Oriole's that I'm, I would probably pick Tad. I really don't. Why? Because... 
What's so it's great between, about Tad? It's between Tad and Oriole, and it's because they are like <laughs> brothers to me, like brothers. Yeah, that, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Right. So you'd be like one of those weird older sisters that raises her brothers. Um. Well, Oriole's older than me. <laughs> but yeah. But you're adopting. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> Does he come with his kids? Because I'll take his kids. <laughs> for sure. All right. Let's enter our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is 1 Peter 3.15. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. And that's going to do it for the back row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again for our next show. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. As one of the newest staff members of LTN and a part-time nerd culture missionary, I'm looking to build my support team to help this radio station grow and help my family financially as I pour more focus into all I get to do for Love Thy Nerd. For more information, visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus Jesus loves loves you, nerd. nerd.